You may not have heard, so listen carefully. Most of mankind's diseases have now been conquered, including asthma, pneumonia, flu, diabetes, AIDS, hepatitis C, the common cold, and dozens of others. The details of this amazing secret have been freely disclosed in Jim Humble's book so that it will never be lost. Written in simple language, the miracle mineral supplement of the 21st century is easy to understand. In Africa and the Americas, over 100,000 cases of malaria and other diseases have been successfully treated with miracle mineral supplement. Many successful clinical trials have been run using the same formula. You can download the first half of the Miracle Mineral book for free by going to MiracleMineral.org. That's MiracleMineral.org. Take back your health today. Go to MiracleMineral.org. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by, and I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, joined by my kick, sitting, 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 right, right there across from me. I'm usually standing, but today, I, you I sitting feel like today. my little took us down. I know, you're doing it. Is that because we don't have any coffee or tea here yes. today? Yes. Seriously. I know, I was seriously needing, a, like, a shot at something. I know, in the last few days, it's been rough. Like, I, I can seriously say that it's been a challenge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to walk by the kitchen, and there was a dude there, and he was... Like uh, security. The, Don't yeah, he go was there. Security. Yeah. And he was putting up a, you know, he was putting up, like, a tape thing. Yeah. Like, don't enter here. Don't come and he, in here. And, and, he, and, and I just stood there, I was looking at him, and he was like, our kitchen is down. Well, what is like that? Like, I'm supposed to know. It's like, our kitchen is down, yeah. stupid. What are you doing standing here? The kitchen is down. Kitchen is down. Now, what's going on here is the building's going through a little facelift change, and uh, they, uh, they put new tiles down on the floor in the kitchen area. And last night, they hooked everything back up. And sure enough, this morning... It was flooded with water from a misconnected, I think, hose to probably either the yeah. refrigerator or the. We have a water purifying you know system in there too. Yeah, and I think something slipped off and it's covered. So the kitchen is it, down. If, yeah, the kitchen like, is dude, down. Like. So, Who are you? Right, so the entire staff for all five <laughs> stations here is going bonkers. I, no, they all left the building, honey. Yeah, oh, oh they know, all go, it's they 10 o'clock. <laughs> they're all gone. To go get they got their cups in their hands. <laughs> they're on their way down to Starbucks. Like cattle, like cattle. You know, <laughs> some of them have the French dip or whatever they're doing. Yeah. But it certainly is. The French the dip? The kitchen is down. The French, French dip or French or whatever drip. it is. <laughs> the French something. Well, just to say, the though, so now, now the down. new floor that they put in is probably now ruined. Because of the water, and it hasn't officially, you know, it is, right. it's adhesive, so well, it's now loose. Right. So, you know, what happens when there somebody, what happens when you run into people that, you know, are not having a good day? <laughs> what happens when the kitchen is <laughs> down? The kitchen is down! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What do you do? Well, you just smile and say, great, thank right, you, thanks, have a nice appreciate. day. 
have a nice day, <laughs> you know, or you do what I did. And as he's putting up the tape, you just rip it all down. Yeah. <laughs> the kitchen is down. And I was like, okay, dude, now your tape is down. <laughs> no, you don't do that. No. That's not what we do. Because they'll probably take the spare tape and tape you up. But it was, I think it was more of my disappointment <laughs> with the kitchen being down than anything else. And, you know, he did point to somewhere over here that I could get some water, but I haven't been able to find it out here. It's a bottle. <laughs> it's bottled water somewhere. It's probably on the floor. Can, can, is there water out there that I can have? Yeah, you want me to go grab you one? <laughs> That would be a yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basilic. <laughs> Little dry throat parched. <laughs> My throat is parched. The kitchen is down. <laughs> Gosh. But you know what? We've got a great lineup for you today. It doesn't matter how. You know, you know what? Take the kitchen down. As a matter of fact, take everything down if you want. But leave this studio alone because we got important stuff to do on the Dr. Pat Show today. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. We've got a great lineup. I, I got to tell you, you know, my guest is listening to this. He's probably hung up already thinking, who the heck signed me up for this show? Probably not. He he's wants like, to know what we're going to say next. He's like, what did they do to <laughs> sign me up for this show? Who are these people? Well, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, definitely looking forward to Dan Heath and, and then Nina Rowe later on and Ka Katie France. But Dan Heath is joining us here today. And one of my favorite favorite topics. I was waiting. I've been waiting for someone to actually write a book or say something about this. You know, and listen, here's what we're talking about today. Made to stick. Why some ideas survive and others die. <laughs> Dan is joining me here today. Consultant to the policy programs for the Aspen Institute. He's the co-author of the book, Made to Shtick, Why Some Ideas Survive and Others Die. It's been a New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal, Business Week bestseller, and he's a columnist for Fast Company Magazine. So he's joining us here today. We're going to talk about his book, but more importantly, we're going to talk about what he likes to talk about, Made to Stick. Dan, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hey, you still you didn't hang up? No, I was I, I was enjoying what I was hearing. <laughs> His kitchen must be running. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Um, you know we're thrilled to have you on the show. I, I love the topic. I love what you've been able to create because you know there are many times in our lives, as you all know, that we get these great ideas. Sometimes we do something with them, and sometimes we don't. But for you, you actually sat down and said, you know, I'm going to write about this. Why do some ideas thrive while others die? And then how do we improve the chances of those ideas? And let me ask you this question. You know, this is a big topic to take on. And, you know, it leads me to believe that you've had some experience with this along the way. So let me ask you this question. You know, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the ideas that maybe kind of didn't get launched in your life um, that you've had to overcome to bring you right here today to this moment? Oh, good Lord. How long do you have? Hey, we, we <laughs> thought we had an hour with you. I just found out we got a half hour, so we'll make it, we'll make it all good. No, I, uh, there have certainly been a lot of ideas in my life that haven't launched, but uh, you know, the, uh, the original impetus for the book was actually uh, a, a mystery that, uh, that nagged it that, at my brother and I. My brother is mm -hmm. the co-author of the book. And it was, we looked around and saw that, that there were certain ideas out there that, that, that really had no business sticking. 
uh, like urban legends, for instance. Uh, you know, probably most of your listeners have heard the classic urban legend of the business traveler who uh, is in an airport bar and an attractive stranger comes up and offers to buy them a drink and they say yes and, and, and so they, they get their drinks and they have a, a, a cheers moment and and that's the last thing the, the poor business traveler remembers until he wakes up in a strange hotel bathtub full of ice with his, with his kidneys missing. Now, everywhere I've spoken, uh, people know that urban legend, the kidney thieves tale. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what country, what language they speak, they know that. And, and that's ridiculous. It's, it's a dumb idea that has spread effortlessly. And, and meanwhile, there, there are thousands, if not millions, of people across this country with, with really important, profound ideas, ideas about public health or uh, pedagogical ideas that, that teachers want to get across to their students. Uh, that seemed to go nowhere. And so the mystery that got us started down this path was, you know, why, why these and not those? Mm -hmm. Why do some ideas survive so easily and, and others seemingly fade on the moment of impact? And so we, we went out there and looked at, you know, a whole host of successful ideas, not just urban legends, but proverbs and, and marketing campaigns and political ideas and, and tried to kind of reverse engineer what it was that made them successful. And, and in the book Made to Stick, what we've tried to do is kind of provide the playbook that we observed in these successful ideas so, so people like you and me can go out and, and make our own ideas stick. Well, and, you know, these are important ideas. I remember in my corporate life that I created a program along with a team of other people called Ideas That Work. And it was an idea that none of the management really wanted to get behind because, you know, why would you have an ideas, um, you know, campaign slash contest in a research organization? And, you know, we were trying to figure out ways to save costs by having, you know, a way for people to participate. But part of this, of what I learned, is exactly what you talk about in the book. You know, a lot of times we have ideas and then we need funding or we have ideas and we have to share them with people. And so you have outlined six principles of sticky ideas. And I think those are important to share, or at least you certainly can't get everything you've put in the book. But we'd be able to get an idea of what some of the key points are, what some of the things we should really be mindful about when we come up with these fabulous ideas that at least we think are fabulous, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, of the six principles that we outline in the book, uh, perhaps the, the most useful and the easiest is, is what we call concreteness, mm. which just means to, to articulate your ideas in, in sensory language, to try to paint a mental picture uh, of what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, and it can be uh, uh, used in very mundane situations, like even in parenting, you know, you could... You can easily imagine a parent saying to their child, you know, be careful when you cross the street. But to a three-year-old, that, that's relatively abstract advice. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and so what we've all learned to do is, is just to, to take it one step more specific and to say, you know, before you step off the curb, you know, look both ways and make sure no cars are coming. So one is, is slightly more abstract, and, and one does a better job of painting a mental picture. Uh, but you can notice that exact same communication principle in play in a totally different environment. Like in, uh, in the 1950s, Boeing was creating the 727 passenger plane. And, you know, most, uh, most corporations in a situation like that would have come up with some Dilbert-esque 
mission statement for this thing. You know, we're going to create uh, the, the next generation most innovative passenger plane. But, but fortunately, what Boeing did was get very concrete with the, the vision for this plane. They said, when we build this Boeing 727, it's got to be able to seat 131 passengers. It's got to fly nonstop from Miami to New York City. And it's got to be able to land on runway 422 mm. at LaGuardia. Oh, wow. And they chose that particular runway because it was less than a mile long, uh, one of the shortest runways, uh, uh, and, and one that no existing passenger plane could land on. So you see that you know across these, these different communication circumstances, what's making the idea go is the fact that, that it is sufficiently concrete to be understood uh, at, at a really... Uh, at a re- really detailed level. It allows you to create a mental picture uh, of the idea. And, you know, there's part of that that I love that's pr- pretty basic and pretty simple. You also talk about that in the book, and we'll get to that in a minute. I want to make sure everybody knows Dan Heath is joining us here today. The book is called Made to Stick, Why Some Ideas Survive and Others Die. And also, I want to make sure everyone knows that, you know, Dan, um, along with his brother Chip, have written this book. You can go to his website, madetostick.com, madetostick.com. Check it out. He's got a lot of resources there. There's information about the book. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dan about what things to look out for. What things should we not do when we come up with the most fabulous idea on the planet? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you looking for a unique place to book your holiday party? Here's a hot tip. The new Zenai Center in Bellevue. Zenai's co-founder and private celebrity chef Curtis Ross will serve you and your guests delicious, healthy cuisine and conscious cocktails in 4,000 square feet of beautiful, sustainable open space. Contact Zenai at 425-457-7665 or visit zenaicenter.net. That's Z-E-N-A-I-Center.net. Tune in your radio to hear Carrie O'Connor, master visionary, medium, and clairvoyant, as she uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. Carrie will read your unique energy field, connecting you with the treasures of your soul, your passions, and your true life purpose. Don't miss Carrie's weekly astounding and energetic predictions. Fasten your seatbelt as you take a wild ride with Carrie O'Connor. Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Listen live at thedrpatshow.com. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick. Are you concerned about your money and your future? We are entering an economic crisis like never before. If you're counting on the system to take care of you, you will lose, and I don't want that to happen. Here's what I can offer. I'll give you absolutely free my six-CD series on how to take control of your own money. All you have to do is go to my website, formulaformillionaires.com. 
or go to any bookstore this month and buy my book titled Secrets of the Millionaire Inside. HeartPlanet.com, a positive focused social network. Become a member, post your profile and meet friends who treat others well and live their best life. Join and post a profile for your positive based business, book, music or creative project. Let the world know what you're up to. Go to heart-planet.com. A positive focus on meeting people. A positive focus on entertainment. Connect. Be entertained. Be inspired. heart-planet.com. Join Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis on Sundays at noon as metaphysical mother and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives. She serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader, and more. Get your free on-air readings with Robin Alexis every Sunday at noon. And now hear rebroadcasts of Mystic Radio Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150. On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, joining me here today, and I want to mention the book again, Made to Stick. Many of you have called in, and I've talked with over time, about how do you take an idea out there? As a matter of fact, we, were, we had a big old conversation at the Alive Expo not too long ago about what do we do with our ideas? You know, how do we create ideas that stick? How do we, in, in, in the language is, how do I create an idea that has a successful outcome for a lot of people? Uh, Dan Heath is joining me here today he is the co-author of the book made to stick but if you go to the website made to stick.com um, take a look at it and there's lots and lots and lots and lots of information here and so i want to make sure that all of you know that you know beyond the book there are a lot of different things here hey dan thank you for joining us here today i mean i've come across and i've run into more people and i have had a ton of my own ideas that i thought were really good some of them worked out well and others didn't you know, what are some of the, the potholes that we step into around coming up with the big one, the big idea? Well, I, I'll tell you, the number one factor that I think uh, makes it hard for people to get their ideas to stick is something that we talk a, a ton about in the book, and it's called the curse of knowledge. Mm. It's got this, this great name. I wish I had thought of that name. but uh, And the curse of knowledge basically says that, that the more you know about something, the more expertise you have, the harder it is for you to imagine what it's like to lack that knowledge. Uh, so I'll give you an example. But, you know, maybe if you've been in an office environment and you found that one day your, your computer was on the fritz, there was, there was something wrong, and, and so you call over the office IT person. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, you know, you've got exactly the right person in the world to help you, and yet you may have a, a difficult time making out exactly what they're saying. Because uh, if you're like me, you speak the language of, 
what button do I click next? And, right. and they speak the language of, of, uh, of networks and databases and, and back-end servers. And, and, and so notice that there's a kind of paradox there that, that the people who have exactly the right knowledge are often handicapped by that knowledge when they go to communicate. And the really bad news for all of us is that we're exactly like that IT person in whatever our field of expertise is. You know, whether you're uh, a lifetime coach or, uh, you know, a, a, a mom with 25 years of experience or an accountant or a lawyer, you know, whatever your thing is, you've probably got that IT person's problem, which is, you know, you've got this, this obstacle to clear communication. And I, so the question is, how do you get around that? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the easiest things you can do... Are you still there? We are, yeah, uh, we uh, That's okay. We were. Don't worry about it. it. Happens all the time. We were just talking about it, Olivia Newton John, right? <laughs> I, 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 I just kicked my phone receiver off the hook. I, I'm not I'm not very coordinated. Actually, I'm um, so glad you're that excited to be on the Dr. Pat show. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping around. It's just crazy in here. Um, so one of the easiest ways to, to defeat the curse of knowledge is, is to get in the habit of telling stories. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us have the sense that that stories. Uh, our effective communication. I mean, think about the role that stories play in all of our lives. You know, we'll, we'll pay money for stories in the form of, of novels and movies, and uh, there's, there's stories at the heart of every major religion. Uh, you know, we tell Aesop's fables from 2,500 years ago. Uh, but when it comes time to communicate our ideas, oftentimes we kind of use stories as garnish. You know, I've seen a lot of speakers that will that will open up with just, an amazingly entertaining story, uh, and then, and then they'll, they'll kind of get on with things. Oh, well, that was an interesting story. Now let's do my 30-slide PowerPoint. And, and I think the reality is, is that stories can carry the weight yeah. of the idea. Yeah. Um, so I think that perhaps the easiest piece of advice I'd have with someone who's trying to get across ideas is don't think in terms of, of points that you want to make. Think, think in terms of a sequence of stories that you could tell to get your idea across. Uh, and, and when I work with, with organizations, uh, oftentimes that's, uh, that's the thing that's most helpful to them because they're all sitting on these, these amazing stories that, that encapsulate the work they're doing and the customers that they're serving and, uh, and uh, in, in many cases, the social needs that they're addressing. But they're just not used to putting them at the forefront, and I think that's where they deserve to be. So, you know, and many people, um, and, and of course, you, you know, you've got a lot of this covered in, in your book, uh, you know, for yourself, what was the greatest challenge you had in bringing this book to being? Because biggest, it is an idea uh, all by itself, you know, it's an idea unto its own. Yeah, well, uh, I think the number one challenge for Chip and I, uh, my brother Chip, was uh -huh. uh, just trying to live up to our own, uh, our, our own preaching. You know, it's like we were we were writing the book, and and oftentimes we would we would just pause and and look over you know ten or fifteen pages that we'd written and say, okay, are, are we following our own recipe? Is it simple? Is it concrete? Are we using stories? And and I got to tell you, many many times we were embarrassingly short, and we'd have to go back and think, okay, well for these four pages we just rambled on and on with abstract conceptual talk. You know, we need to find a story that. Mm -hmm. uh, that represents this or you know we're being awfully abstract in this language let's 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 dial it down and get more concrete uh and so we we learned to kind of uh 
use these principles of stickiness as a checklist. Uh, and we literally, as, as dorky as it sounds, just sit down with our pros, you know, with this the traits of sticky ideas next to them and just kind of judge ourselves and, and, and make revisions as necessary. Well, and that's just part of the that's part of the scheme of thing scheme of things. I know that some days that I've I've gotten up and I've looked out and woke up with this limbic amazing idea. And a lot of times for people, the question is, my gosh, now that I have the idea, what do I do next? Um, is there a checklist that you could recommend for our listeners? What do you do with that idea? Do we use the principles, the six principles of sticky ideas? Do we use that sort of our, as our checklist to make sure that we have the things that you mention in the book clearly laid out for, our, for the idea we have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. There's a guy named Art Silverman who works for a place called the Center for Science and the Public Interest. So this is the group that, you know, periodically these, these news bursts come out about just how grotesquely unhealthy Chinese food is or, or Mexican food. Right. You've probably seen these things. Right. Uh, so he was doing some research at one point on movie popcorn, of all things. Oh. And, and he sent out a bag to the lab. And I'm just talking about, you know, they've got these gigantic buckets, but he just sent out kind of a medium-sized bag of popcorn, the kind of thing you would eat for a snack. And, and the results came back, and it, and it kind of blew them away because it turned out that this one little tiny bag of popcorn had 37 grams of saturated fat in it. And, and that was the equivalent of, of two full days of eating, according to the, uh, the USDA recommendations. Uh, and so at that moment, let, let's freeze there because at that moment, Art Silverman has an idea that he wants to communicate. He's just learned that popcorn... The kind of thing that people would eat as a snack between meals is, is grotesquely unhealthy. Um, and, and people probably don't have a sense of this. And so how do you communicate that? Um, the, the surest way to failure is to come out and, and start jumping up and down and saying, oh, popcorn has 37 grams of saturated fat. Because people have no idea what that means. Is that good? Is that bad? What is a gram? Is saturated fat? Is that the good kind? Is that right. the bad kind? Right. I mean, it, it, this nutritional stuff is just is just pure jargon to most people. And, and so what he did was he found a way to, to translate that idea into a form that would stick. And so what he eventually did was call together the media at a press conference, and he said, uh, held up the bag of popcorn, and he said, in this bag of popcorn is 37 grams of saturated fat, which is the equivalent of eating a bacon and egg breakfast, a Big Mac and fries for lunch, and a steak dinner with all the trimming oh combined. Oh, my God. All of that in this one little bag of popcorn. And so that was the right vessel for this idea. And, in fact, uh, it hit the New York Times. It hit USA Today. It hit Jay Leno. It hit Letterman. I mean, and within about six months, all of the major uh, movie chains had stopped using coconut oil to pop their popcorn, which was the culprit, because coconut oil is just rich with saturated fat. Right. Uh, but I love that story because this is not, uh, you know, this is not a president of the United States. This is not a CEO. This is not a man with enormous power. This is a guy who just discovered something that, that would help public health. He had no resources. He had no advertising budget. But he found a way to translate that idea in a way that he knew it would fly. Uh, and, and I think that 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 much of what we say in the book boils down to doing what Art Silverman did. It's learning to, to draw analogies, the thing that people know, you know, to link it to bacon and egg breakfast, um, to make it concrete. 
you know, he actually laid out the buffet of foods in front of the reporters so they could get a visceral sense of just how unhealthy this popcorn was. Uh, and another trait of a sticky idea is that it's unexpected. And, and certainly it was surprising to everyone to find out that, that all, of, all of that, uh, you know, day's worth of gluttony was packed into one little bag of popcorn. Oh, my gosh. It's shocking, actually. But thank you, Dan. I mean, that that clarifies so much because we have amazing listeners and they have phenomenal ideas. We get emails by the dozens. And, you know, getting your book is going to help all of us understand how important it is to look at some of the principles and make sure we have our checklist ready. Dan Heath, along with his brother, uh, Chip, joined us today. Well, Dan joined us today, but Chip must be here in spirit. The book is Made to Stick. The website is made to stick.com. Dan, thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I've got something very interesting to read to everyone. One of these special emails that came to me, and I've got some really cool things to give away very unexpectedly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.